So what does self-care mean to you? What do you think about when you hear the word self-care and how often do you practice self-care? The reason why this is even a topic now because of what I said earlier and what I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Yeah. She's starting. We're starting. Everybody, welcome to Wisdom Wisdom Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Yeah. 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 A plus plus. Everybody, welcome back to another. I've got berry smoothie in my teeth. That's fine. Who cares? Mm, they're like you guys, beautiful and shiny thanks. to me. Yeah, nice and blue. Nice and blueberry filled. Do you guys even watch these videos? I'm just curious. Or are you guys just listening to it? You should watch the videos because the videos are pretty spectacular. I'm just saying. Like, I totally agree. Tessa and I, we usually, you know, are are public presentable and are presentable ready you know and uh it's just different when you get to see us yeah then i don't have to say this is rosie speaking and this is tessa you can distinguish because you can see our faces and our lips moving at the same time that's right (laughs) and i want to start this week by thanking everybody who has sent their questions and really there was no real questions I think that pertained to the podcast, but people are mm. really enjoying our episodes. Tessa, you have some fans. Oh, sweet. So that's very exciting. And um, we are also, uh, I'm excited about being uh, teaching regular classes mm-hmm. for Wanderlust. Uh, also, just my own, you guys know that I've been teaching yoga for sleep for a little while now. Those are free classes that you can take. I used to have them up on my website. It's kind of, it's weird. I know it's not very user-friendly because I don't make it easy for you to find how to register. I should put it on my website. It's not there. You can find the link on Instagram on my bio link. There's a Zoom link there. Uh, We're in the middle of revamping the website. We'll have a new website by the end of the year, but for now, it's one of those things. If you guys are having a hard time finding it, this is terrible making you guys work for it. If you, I'll, how about this? I'll put the link to it if you're listening to this on the show notes. Oh, so I love that. Yeah. Also, I was going to say sign up for the newsletter because that's the easiest way. I mean, that's the super easiest way. Yeah, yeah. To do it, and then you get in all the good latest and greatest reads and goodies. Yeah, you you get some good good goodies. Well, and as we gear up for the book launch, which doesn't happen until February, we are going to be doing some really cool uh, giveaways of things. And there's going to be two 
uh, workshops that I'm doing between now and December that are going to be trainings that you can do online. And uh, yeah, those will be part of the whole launching system that Mm. I'm still trying to figure out. So anyway, (laughs) that being said, here's the team, guys. You guys want to know the team behind Radically Loved? You're looking right, right at her. (laughs) We have to talk so that the camera switches. Me. Oh, okay. Yes. Tessa is the team. She's making the world go round. And uh, we're so grateful for her. Oh, I'm grateful to be here. It's a fun team. Yeah, it is. It is <laughs> so great... you're very much a part of my team, Rosie. I Am mean, I? Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. So is Tori. He's, he's oh, part of bless, it, too. Bless Tori. Know, he's totally. a saint. Thank you, Tori. He really is. So <laughs> this week, before we get into the topic, just so you guys know, the topic for today is self-care. We're going to be talking about different ways that we practice self-care and just how important it is during this tumultuous time. So the first thing that I want to say is over the weekend, I, uh, I posted a question on Instagram asking everybody, when have you ever calmed down when somebody told you to calm down? Oh, gosh. And how many times... <laughs> Has it worked that you've told somebody to calm down and it worked? Pray tell. Oh, never. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just like an an instant poke in the angry gut. You know, it's like a knee-jerk reaction to to be, um, at least for me. But I have been known to have a temper. I know that's (gasps) hard to believe. I do have a temper. So you poke the bear and you get the bear's response. And that's one that pokes the bear. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely. I just don't understand why it's such a hugely used sentiment. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me to calm. You telling me to calm down is going to elicit the opposite response. Is it not? Oh, totally. The only reason I ever say that is if I'm joking and I'm trying to lighten the mood and I and I have a pretty good sense that the person on the receiving end of that comment has a good sense of humor, then I will say that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I, I actually, let me see. Have I ever used it? I think the only time I've ever used it was to be insulting, like Mm. calm the fuck down, like calm the fuck down, but it's still not, it's going to elicit the opposite or, or they need to calm down. Yeah. And it's, it's obviously not. It doesn't work. All right. So that being said, I I only bring it up because I had, a, I think there was something like 87% of the people that follow me on Instagram voted that it never works. So um, why don't we begin to change that instead? What's another way of telling somebody to calm down mm-hmm. that would get them calm? Uh, I'm going to share some of my tips. Okay. And um, maybe we can we can see what you got on your end and maybe the people listening can send us some more uh, inspiration. Oh, yeah. I could always use more inspiration where this is concerned. Yes, Yes. please, please share the language. So as you know, and as everybody listening knows, I've been going to therapy forever, just like you, Tess, our entire (laughs) lives have been just going to therapy, different therapy, not all consistently throughout my life, but in in segments of stages of life it has been a a predominant feature 
in my world. Mm. And I remember one of my therapists at one point when we were talking about language and he was telling me how important it is to be mindful about the way that you talk to other people and the way that you talk to yourself, right? He was trying to make the point about how you treat others is how you treat yourself. Yeah. It's a great segue to the topic that we're bringing up anyway, but Mm -hmm. he always suggested the feel felt found technique Mm. in order to connect. It's like, instead of coming after somebody or reacting without thinking if somebody's for example really upset and maybe they're telling you to calm down or you're wanting to tell them to calm down um instead responding with the i feel Mm -hmm. i feel that you're very upset i i'm i felt that maybe i did something wrong and what i found was that if i have a seat or if we take a moment we take a beat maybe we can revisit this conversation mm-hmm. right so it's feel felt found and i know that that's used in other types of techniques as well with you know i've i've heard this from an entrepreneur at one point trying to connect with the audience but that was the first time I heard it and it made sense because the minute that you start talking about your feelings, it changes everything. So Mm -hmm. story time. Uh, (laughs) Two nights ago, we, Tori and I were just having a nice evening and we were watching a show and, and we were in bed and, and most of the time, the only way I'll watch a show in bed is if we go to bed at like seven 30 (laughs) because it has to be early enough for me to get my full, you know, my full wind down. I got to go to sleep, um, experience. Yeah. And all of a sudden as we're laying in bed, we see a helicopter go right above the skylight Mm. our skylight. And I'm like, Oh, that is really low. And I have this thing called the citizen app. I think we've t- you and I yeah. talked about it. Uh-huh. So you, it, those of you that are familiar with Nextdoor, it's it's basically the the crime <laughs> Nextdoor. <laughs> so it basically tells you. So if you're a really anxious, stressful person, I don't recommend this app at all. If you're easily shook. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm the person that has to know what's going on. I like to be informed. And at one point I was a little bit addicted to it and I had to turn. So none of the notifications are on. I only go on there if I hear. We live in a city. We're in LA, even though it, we're in the valley, but still like we're in a big city. I like to be informed. The app basically tells you what types of crimes have happened in your area or anywhere else. So right away, helicopters flying overhead. I, Tori's like, Ooh, what's going on? Check your app. <laughs> and I go and I grab my app and I see that it's right just two blocks away from us. There was a um, physical altercation of some sort and you can hear the sirens and stuff. And, you know, I am, uh, you know, I, I tell Tori, we kind of come out to the backyard because you see the helicopters circling around our backyard. Like they are circling right behind us with the spotlight and everything. And after a, a little, after getting getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, so we're just standing outside, <laughs> my legs are getting, I'm like, I'm going back inside. Like, but then Tori, Tori wanted to go out front to make sure the gate was locked and, you know, just to kind of check the perimeter. Well, he goes and he checks the perimeter and he's gone for a while. 
like a little while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm just like standing there like, why is this man doing? I'm in my PJs. Like there's somebody, there's police officers, there's, you know, all these noises going on and he is not coming back inside the house. And then after a little while, he comes back in and I was so angry. I was so Mm -hmm. agitated Mm -hmm. and I was like, why are you outside being a lucky Lou? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? He's like, it's just, it wasn't just me. It's like everybody else was out there. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Since when has that been a good excuse? Everybody else was outside. So you wanted to go stand outside. Mm -hmm. I'm confused. So it really set off this experience where I just felt so enraged. I was just so angry. And it's funny because this incident happened before I posted that thing the following day. Mm -hmm. And to me, the helicopters, the sirens growing up in the city, it's a little bit of a trigger for me, right? Because I've grew up in an environment where that was the norm. And so I have a very, you know, uh, now new newly conditioned response to it. I don't get anxious. I don't let fear consume me. I'm able to stay grounded. But for some reason, that really triggered me. The fact that he went somewhere, something's going on, and and now he's taking a really long time. And then he said he saw the neighbor across the way, and he was just checking things out. And he's like, everything's fine. You know, it's there's nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. to calm down oh there it is yep Uh-oh. that was that was oh, that gosh. was yeah so so that you know i'm not i'm not gonna go into exactly the co- the way the conversation went but what really was uh helpful was the fact that after we had our little moment because we're really good about just expressing how we're feeling right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is how I feel instead of me, you know, lashing out and being rude, which I I was a little bit and then I had to apologize for it afterwards. But uh, anyway, sorry. (laughs) 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 We'll have to like cut this part. (laughs) So I was able to express what was triggering for me and I explained it in a very calm way and I was saying I feel like you are negating my emotions and it felt like you were disregarding me Mm. and the find right is like I think that we should just watch the show for 10 to 15 minutes and then let's discuss it afterwards let's not bring this energy Mm. into our bedroom because that's like a big thing for us we don't ever go to sleep mad we try not to Mm -hmm. and we try to not have heavy conversations in our bedroom the bedroom is a sacred space for us it's where the magic happens you know i mean it's where (laughs) it's where we we reconnect and we you know we have a cuddle Mm -hmm. and we just get to really unwind. It's our it's our like church space. So mm-hmm. when that happened, it's all those triggers come up. It's we're creating this negative energy. Let's try and not do that. And yeah, after about not even 10 minutes, five minutes later, he after I expressed why this experience was so triggering for me, 
he Mm -hmm. apologized and he said, I'm really sorry that you felt this. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my intention. I had no idea. And I'm sorry, I'll try not to bring this up in this way again. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And then at that point, then you feel bad, right? Lashing out. And I'm just like, well, I'm sorry for what I said when, you know, this thing was going on. So I apologized. And it just, it really stayed with me, right? This idea of being able to express ourselves in a very sound, compassionate, empathetic, mindful way Mm -hmm. and how hard that is to do sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially when you're triggered. Yeah. So how would, I mean, has that ever happened to you? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Especially because Jorge is, I had a very similar situation happen actually a couple of weeks ago um, in our neighborhood where Jorge left the house. Somebody, a woman was walking her dogs and she felt unsafe in a situation and Jorge opened the door and went outside to address the situation. And he didn't like before leaving for, I think it was like about 30 minutes, didn't come back in and communicate with me before he just left this woman standing on her porch with her two dogs and tell me anything about like where he went and what he was doing. So he didn't take his phone with him. I didn't know if he was in danger or not. And I didn't know who this woman was on my porch. And, you know, if she was in distress, I would have welcomed her inside or sat with her outside or something like that. Um, So I was frustrated that he, A, didn't communicate and B, ran into this potentially dangerous situation where I couldn't help him or get a hold of him or know exactly what to do. When he came back inside, I expressed that to him, maybe not in the best way. Um, (laughs) But what I found was his response to me was very understanding, which immediately diffused the situation. He was Mm. able to not react to my reacting, maybe because he realized, oh, maybe I should have communicated. Um, And he immediately apologized. And he was like, yes, okay, next time I will do that. He said, I'm sorry. Um, which immediately diffused that situation of like, well, gosh, I was just worried about you. You know, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm not mad at you. I was worried. Yes. This is the underlying feeling. That's so great that you're bringing it up is the fear. We react most of the time. And this is true across the board. We react in a aggressive way because the underlying feeling is fear. We Mm -hmm. feel fear. There is some sort of fear of somebody something happening something not happening feeling not seen feeling feeling like our we're going to disappear because we don't matter you know that Mm -hmm. whole experience of the fear taking over your ability to act more wisely (laughs) instead of being so reactive and i'm going to tie this into our topic today of being being able to practice self-care and for me one of the ultimate practice of one of the ultimate practices of i'm starting to feel like my spanish accents coming out sometimes i don't know for some reason sometimes when i say things i'm like what is happening it's so cute one of the (laughs) (laughs) One of the ultimate practices of self-care is 
to be able to express yourself fully, mm-hmm. to be able to tell the truth as as best you can and to not uh, push it down like it doesn't matter. A lot of the times we feel like a feeling is so intense that if we express it, we feel that we may not be able to stop it mm-hmm. or it might be too big for us to handle in that moment and maybe we're too tired to mm-hmm. deal with that, that mm-hmm. we suppress everything. Mm-hmm. And that's really not, it's not good. It's not good for us. It's not good for the other. It's, it begins to create this neurological pathway where that's the way that you will always deal with the feeling of discomfort, the feeling of not expressing yourself. When you Mm -hmm. feel angry, you feel sad, you feel unseen, any of those experiences when we're not able to voice them out, even if it's just you're voicing it out on paper or you're calling your girlfriend, those feelings need to come out. And yeah, like it's very, it's a very intentional way of being. And what I noticed in my relationship with, with Tori has been that if he automatically acknowledges my feelings, mm-hmm. it diffuses it right away. Yeah. And one example is him saying, I can see that this is really upsetting for you. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like you're very angry. Or I feel that you're very upset. And the minute that he acknowledges what's happening without trying to justify his own actions. Yeah, that's the key right there. (laughs) It's like acknowledgement. Let that settle before you're like, oh, I, Tessa, I see. I can see you're very angry, but the but is what kills me. Yeah, yeah. Well, somebody t- said this to me at one point, and I may have mentioned it this maybe years ago, but but here we go. The but, B-U-T, <laughs> not B-U-double-T. So somebody once said to me that the minute that you use the word but, you disregard or you negate what came before that. Mm. So I, I've always, that stayed in my mind, and so I've always tried to use a different word like and Mm -hmm. i can see that you're very upset and when you feel better or you feel like talking about it i'm i'm here and i'm ready and i want to i want to help make you feel better Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. like i want to be a part of the solution not Mm -hmm. part of the problem now i'm not saying some people might think that's a really easy way of acquiescing to somebody else's demands or somebody else's ass. That's not it. That's actually one of the highest ways that we can respond to somebody that we love because we're acknowledging them. And if we have the capacity to express our anger, we should have the capacity to use our words mindfully and use our words kindly instead of just lashing out at people. Um, so, so that's my big self-care practice is just my ability to express myself as best I can, to be able to express myself in a way that doesn't offend somebody else in a way that, that makes the other person feel 
seen and heard while at the same time expressing what is happening in me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I love that. This episode is brought to you by Hooked on Phonics. If you were around in the 90s, you remember Hooked on Phonics commercials. It's a brand that you grew up with or maybe even used to read. 35 years later, Hooked on Phonics is still the leader in teaching children to read. And something I mentioned to all parents I know who are interested in supporting their child's path to becoming a reader. It's been so cool to see both my niece and nephew use Hooked on Phonics just like I did when I was a kid. Their reading skills have gotten so much better and they love using it. Hooked on Phonics is the learn to read curriculum that uniquely combines an amazing app with hands-on learning materials shipped to your home every month. With Hooked on Phonics, you will get unlimited access to their powerful reading app along with their workbooks that give your child essential hands-on practice to reinforce the skills they're building in the app. Plus, you get storybooks written specifically to build your child's confidence and discussion questions to increase reading comprehension. Lessons take just 20 minutes or less and the curriculum is guaranteed to help your child learn to read. So give your child the confidence that reading brings with Hooked on Phonics. Visit hookedonphonics.com forward slash loved and receive your first month for just one dollar. That's hooked on p-h-o-n-i-c-s dot com forward slash loved and get your first month of Hooked on Phonics for just one dollar hookedonphonics.com forward slash loved. I love all of those responses. And I also, one thing that I've been saying a lot lately in, in the face of, um, when I'm realizing that maybe something I did or said, or maybe it's, it's not even something that I did or said, but a person that I'm having a conversation with or in relationship with is getting upset in my presence. I try to get to the place where I can say, I can understand why you would feel that way. And it's, it's just another way of acknowledging Mm -hmm. that. Um, I understand that you're upset. I understand how you would have gotten upset. And I understand that you're having feelings about this particular situation. So that usually for me, I can understand why you would feel that way. Um, obviously you have to have some like discourse to be able to get to a place where you can understand because I wouldn't recommend saying it if you don't, but if you're able to put yourself in the other person's shoes, which again is a hard thing to do, because if you're feeling attacked, you have to be able to kind of diffuse first and maybe take a step outside of your own feelings and say, well, I can understand why, how that came across as, you know, an attack or something negative Mm -hmm. or something that triggered you. So yeah, go ahead. No, no. Especially now that we're being so conditioned to attack people Mm -hmm. and be angry at people that don't agree with us or don't believe the same things we do. Since when did we become so, well, I know since when, but I'm still stuck on this why are we just attacking each other? It it really just drives me crazy because it, it actually doesn't drive me crazy. It makes me sad is mm-hmm. really the truth. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like my honest truth. If we're talking about truth, I mean, that really is the truth because now is when we need to really pull focus and work on the relationships that we can in order to create that ripple effect and i'm not trying to get esoteric like oh we need to heal the world Mm -hmm. i mean that it's really nice yes that's a great intention to have i'm not saying don't have it but 
it's that thing i can't remember who said this but basically you want to make a change um and it's so overwhelming you're trying to make a change in the world where do you start mm-hmm. well you start at home you yeah. always start at home yeah that is where it's your training ground it is where you learn how to be in relationship it's how you learn to or how you learn your your preconditioned to not know how to be in a relationship. I mean, really it's, it's the home. And so what are the people closest to you where you can exercise these different techniques or these different conversations or have the responses, the responses that you wish you would have had Mm -hmm. that you can have moving forward. So the past is a past. We can't change the past. It's as my brother-in-law would say, that's old shit. Like don't worry about it. It's done. What's done is done. You can't, you can't live there. You, yeah. You're, you torture yourself. There's another practice of self-care is to be able to move forward and be forward thinking and be in the present moment and start today, start now. Yeah. You can create a new habit every day, every moment, every second you, you have the opportunity to not be that person. Here's one thing that really, because we're talking about relationship dynamics obviously we're both in these really long-term relationships so it's a great example and somebody listening to this may maybe use this example with a family member or with a friend but we are who we are but we also are who we are going to be Mm. right so we still have the capacity to evolve and to become somebody else one of the biggest issues or the biggest obstacles that we may face when we've had relationships in our lives for a long time is that their perception of us won't change even when we have, Mm. Mm. right? And so this whole idea of you always and you never. Oh, yeah. So those are two words that I remember one of my students, uh, dear student friends, uh, Paul, Angelina, little shout out to you guys they've been married for many years and still so in love like teenagers like it it really is the sweetest most beautiful type of devotion that's Mm -hmm. what that's the word they're so devoted to each other and they are like high school kids and they're they're you know i don't actually know their ages but they've been together for a very long time Mm -hmm. and i always love to ask couples what's 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 the secret what's the secret sauce like what Mm -hmm. has been the glue and paul said to tori and i we were having breakfast with them and he said don't ever use the word never and always Mm -hmm. and you guys are golden yeah and it makes so much sense right this whole idea of i'm evolving i'm wanting to change today Mm -hmm. but if i go into my house and I don't, you know, pick up my blueberry smoothie for whatever, a snack, and Tori comes by and he goes, you always pick this up. And it's like, okay, but but I'm trying to change that now. Yeah, but this is, you always do this. This mm-hmm. is part of who you are. Mm-hmm. That creates uh, an obstacle. So now my my goal is to either express, hey, guess what? I no longer want this blueberry smoothie (laughs) at this time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to change to something else. And the appropriate response from 
a partner or friend or whomever should be, that's great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> best Congratulations. regards and yeah. best wishes. Yeah, best wishes. <laughs> yeah. You're good for you and not a condescending way. <laughs> right. But the, pro- the problem is that we don't allow that to to uh flourish Mm. even for us like i know i'm that way with with him or with certain people you want your people to stay the same Mm. right you want your people to be that consistent you want to be able to do the same things but but we can't stay the same i mean we we're constantly changing and evolving and just to you know seal this this point up using the words never and always think about it when the next time you have a conversation with somebody or you notice somebody having a conversation with you or talking to you, how often do they use those words? And can you replace those words with oftentimes Mm -hmm. I find Mm -hmm. that when I react like this, you react like this. Mm -hmm. And it's not an argument when somebody's expressing. That's the problem. That's why people go in circles and have that nothing conversation because we're not listening. That's a whole, maybe we have that topic for next week. We'll talk about active listening because, you know, it's a topic Ooh, that I really love. That's so good. Yes, please. Let's talk about that next yeah. week for sure. It's so such you, a good topic. What do you think? About self-care? Yeah. Like, what do you think of of this whole idea of using never and always. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's such a good practice. I actually remember, um, being reminded of that by you, uh, during one of our teacher trainings. And it's just for me, I I feel like, yes, pat on the back. (laughs) I feel like it's a way, um, to, to be more conscious in your choice of language and in your communication style to, to others, because, it does feel dismissive always and never. It feels like a dismissive way to kind of, and I don't think it's always intentional. You know, if mm-hmm. you're someone who uses always and never, I'm not saying this um, to, to like point the finger or blame, but it, it can come off as a judgment, right? It yeah. can sound a little bit judgy. So I think it's a great way to be mindful of our language, just like I would. I So in college, I will come back to the point, but in college, I took a nonverbal communication class, which is one of my favorite classes. And I can't remember if I've told you this before, Rosie, but one of my favorite experiments that we did in this class was to try to go. I think the experiment was five days without saying the word like, Oh man. Yeah. We I've done that before. Yes. It's such a fun experiment. So maybe this is an opportunity to pick a period of time, five days or something arbitrary like that, and try not to say the words always and never. Always and and never. Yes. See what happens in your relationship. It makes you very conscious of what you're saying, when you're saying and how you're saying it. And Jorge always says to me, it's not necessarily what you're saying to me. It's how you're saying it to me. So Mm. there's a lot of body language and in nonverbal communication that sits behind your words. So being a little bit more mindful and aware before you speak can help slow that down and choosing to speak a little bit more kindly or a little bit more consciously, I think can go a long way. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Oh, it's, it's so it's in the tone, isn't it? It is always in the tone. Yeah. Yeah. 
your tone is going to make the difference between me being reactive or me listening to what you're saying. Right. So, and I think that's really important reminder to pause. You, you talked about, uh, feel, what was it? Um, I feel I've found the found is the pause, right? Yes. So when you can feel the felt, the felt, I feel felt and then found. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're able to have that found conversation, I think it's a practice and kind of stepping away. You can have the conversation when you both calm down, or at least, you know, you can stay in a place of calm. Yes. (laughs) To, yes. to, to be able to say, I found X, Y, and Z happens when yes. this trigger comes up. So yes. it's important to take that time to, you know, go for a walk or watch that TV show to let that emotion kind of percolate after you've stated, I feel this way, you yeah. know, I, f- I feel this way. And um, to be able to come back to the conversation later. Yes. Ultimate act of self-care is yeah. to pause. Ugh. Yeah. To be able to pause and reflect. Yeah. Well, I love that you're bringing self-care up in this way. I was thinking about our topic today and I actually asked a close friend of mine, what what she thought of when I said self-care and her response was, well, it feels like this, this thing that I I now have to go do, Mm. you know, it feels like it's become another one of those things that is commercialized. Like I have to buy a product for it. I have to, to buy this thing or have this experience and put it on my to-do list. So the, the way that we are talking about self-care is nothing that you have to go do per se, but it's something that you already are. Can you just be, you know, pause, slow down. It's not something you have to go spend money on. And when I think about self-care, Lately, it's more like, gosh, I want to take a nap. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's it's nothing that, again, that I have to um, spend money on. But it's really a return to the the self and the ability to to be with myself and to take that time to love on myself in yes. in a way that is nourishing. Um, yes. So, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I think that's great. I think we've left everybody with some really great gems or not. I don't know. I'm calling them gems. Yeah. I think we've left everybody with some great things to think about and to consider and to ask themselves, what does self-care mean to you? What do you think about when you hear the word self-care and how often do you practice self-care? The reason why this is even a topic now, because of what I said earlier and what I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks It's an important thing for us to be able to do consistently because nobody else is going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So build it into your day. Yeah, build it into your day. Take those moments, take those breaths, take those pauses, have those conversations, express yourself in in a very uh, clear and concise way that doesn't involve an aggressive tone. Mm-hmm. See, the difference is like, I'm Hispanic, right? So I'm very, I'm passionate. I'm like, I'm not lashing out. I'm just very passionate about how I feel. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. That's an excuse. You know, just because you're a passionate person doesn't give you the authority to be rude or mean or, you know, to try and 
be condescending. That's really my thing, condescending. I, I, that's my default state whenever I'm having an argument is to be condescending and Tori doesn't like that very much. So yeah. nobody does. I don't <laughs> like when somebody's does. being condescending to me, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, all right. So that being said, thank you so much. This has been another episode of Wisdom Wednesday. We hope that you got some wisdom today. We love you. We, we thank you for your, uh, unwavering support of us, of the podcast and of the radically loved community. We thank you so much and we will be back with another epic interview this Friday. <laughs> Tessa's smiling right now. I'm not even stopping this. She smiled. Do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Yeah, of course. Yes, I echo everything Rosie said. It's just such a joy to be here and hopefully it's inspiring in some way and helpful. These Wisdom Wednesday tips. Wisdom Wednesday tips. <laughs> hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.